0: The following episode of Octo Radio, a Star Wars podcast was recorded and produced during the 2023 WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, the stories being covered here would not exist. This is Han Solo, and you're listening to Octo Radio, a Star Wars podcast. (laughs) I don't know. Fly casual. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to a brand new episode of Octo Radio, a Star Wars podcast. We are here with a Q&A special. I like to do these every once in a while. Thanks to everybody that has tuned in for our Visions coverage over the end of May and June. I know episodes have been a little sporadic right now. It's a crazy time. Life's like that sometimes. But if you tuned in for the conversation I had with Eli from In a Galaxy, that was a great one, sort of getting into the fandom headspace. And I figured it'd be a good time to move into... Let's unpack some Star Wars topics. Let's have some fun. Let's bounce around a little bit as we're sort of in the summer, sort of resetting. Indiana Jones is here. It's a different flavor. We're going to be covering that on the show. Ken's been covering that over on Force Center. So Casually Talks has been on a little bit of a break, too. The other podcast that I do. So it's just been a fun time. Uh, very flexible, loose. There's not a new Star Wars thing happening right now in live action or animation, which used to sort of be the more common thing. But now we're so spoiled that it almost feels like we're on a little bit of a summer break. So I figured Q&A time is great. But I didn't want to just talk to myself like I did with The Mandalorian Diaries and- and all of those discussions. So I have brought on friend of the show, trivia rival, RPG partner, uh, <laughs> shirt connoisseur, Jared Bachman Stubbs, Jared the Dark Jedi from the Nerd Academy podcast. Jared,
1: I yes. talk to you every day,
0: so I'm not going to waste either of our times with it. How are you? How's it going? I know how you're doing. But for the benefit of the listener, how's it going?
2: I, I'm good. I I love bringing up next to each other trivia rival and RPG partner, uh, because in Epic Confrontations, we are truly arch enemies, mm-hmm. Correct. true, true, a, a, a true, true rivalry, yes. And in Ionized Bastards, uh, the limited fandom that may have, we are shipped together. It is, it, it is truly the duality of man, and somewhere in the wash, Alvin and I actually do enemies to lovers better than uh, Reylo, and that's coming from Raylo. that's true. Uh, no, I'm. I'm great. I'm good, man. It's a it's a great year to be a nerd. I, I I just want to say that. Just
1: oh yeah,
2: as a whole, like such a great year. Jedi survivor, Spider Man at the end of the year, and across the Spider Verse. It's just been a great year. Mm-hmm. You know, getting get, getting down to work. I'm feeling the I'm I'm feeling better about the whole podcast thing. Not that I ever had like a oh I don't know if I want to keep doing this, but I've i i I've, I've had a revitalization.
0: Doing good. I'm doing yeah. good. It's a it's a summer mood. Like you said, it's just a great geek time with MCU going on television again, Secret Invasion, uh, yes. flashes in theaters for the DC side. Of course, Spider-Verse, like you said, Barbie's coming. Barbie day is almost Barbie upon us. Barbie Oh you know, My I'm gonna, God. Oppenheimer's for the history nerds. I'll throw that in there too. I don't think Oppenheimer's going to get a Funko Pop. Um, but some of the characters that we're talking about today might. You
2: know uh, those you know those Funko Pop t-shirts? Yes. I want one of like a Funko Pop Killian Murphy as Oppenheimer that says the I am become that says says, I am become death (laughs) destroyer of worlds.
0: Oh, that's the kind of late stage capitalism I can get behind.
2: Right that's funny. At that point. I need it. I'll get it. That at least,
0: like, we're leaning in. And it's really funny that Barbie and Oppenheimer happen to be the things that are fighting because they're just like perfect representations of America in every way that both both of them are equally the essence of this country. But anyway. Uh, so yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars Q After a little bit of table setting, farmed these out on social media. Got a couple in the the Octo Radio DMs. Some new friends, some old friends, some loyal listeners. Our friend Eli, as we've already mentioned, submitted a question. For those of you that don't know, we, like we mentioned it, but we we play in in a Galaxy Podcasts trivia show, which is a, a sub show that they do called Epic Confrontations, which is a Star Wars trivia game, and then we play in our friend Michael's YouTube show Ionized Bastards, an actual play RPG. I do say, everybody, I encourage you all to check it out. Scroll down, it'll put it in the, the description as well. Um, where Jared plays a uh, dark force user who you will encounter in a fighting pit, saying a non spoiler description here. And I play an Athorian lawyer of ill repute. Those are the two most basic flavorless descriptions that I could give.
2: I know, I know. I tried moment. to, I, tr- when I when I once tried to like plug ionized Bastards on my TikTok, a mutual of mine on TikTok, who I know through like doing theater and stuff in the real world, mm-hmm. uh commented and they're like, you picked the most predictable version of a character that you possibly could have. And I was like, hey, he's also gay. There's more to him. I just don't want to spoil it all.
0: You're a queer creator in this space, so yeah. I, I, I'm afraid that's a point in your friends category, though, of it being predictable for you. But
2: yeah, I guess that is true.
0: Painfully I, I mean, it was,
2: it was definitely, it was definitely the oh, he's edgy with a lightsaber. Of course, this is what Jared's doing.
0: Jared is very edgy. Speaking of edge, I know which question we should start with. Okay. There is a Twitter account. Let it fly. That I don't know who runs it. And I don't think Jared does either, but I think it's hilarious. It's called Pong Krell Stands. Oh, and I fall.
1: PKS.
0: I fall. Scott, it's ridiculous. I can't tell. I've never been able to tell if it's a bit or not, but they DM'd me. And uh, again, they uh, just using the the they the pronoun gender neutral it, the they because there's no identifiable information about every this time person. I
2: talk anytime I've talked to somebody about punkrel so I default to using he him because mm-hmm. in my brain I'm like manifesting it as Ponkrell.
0: yeah running so gender as though
2: it is yeah, which would be infinitely funnier.
0: That's really funny. Um, this question, of course, Ponkrell related. crawl for those of you who haven't seen the Clone Wars, although if you're listening to a Star Wars podcast, I'm going to wager you at least have given it the once over. Ponkrell, the general um, himself, a Baran arc menace. Do you think we'll get more crawl content, either something that explores his motivations during the Umbara arc, or something that shows us his backstory, or maybe even him showing up in the higher public? I think he's a fascinating character, deserves to be so much more than a meme for the fandom. Well, Ponkrell. Stands, I agree, and because we know that basilisks we didn't used to know this that they were long lived. No,
2: we know no, it now, especially not this long lived
0: exactly. When Dexter Jetster showed up in Daniel Jose Older's The Higher Public Adventures, that as part of Maz Canada's crew, that put him back to more than 230, because Higher Public Standard is 230. Yeah, because it's phase
2: two, so he's all
0: the way. He's like 380 years prior, and he was already an adult working and prospecting. So, Pong, depending on if he's considered young or old for their species, still a lot. And an idea I've thrown around a few times is Pong Krell being such a warrior, such a hardened warrior. Is like, what if he was a Padawan or like the last Padawan of like Porter Angle or something?
2: Yeah, we, talk, we, we talked about that because Porter is a character I also have like a mini obsession with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm very much looking forward to reading The Blade here uh, soon. I'm planning to this week. But no, I do think we should get more Pong Krell. Uh, sincerely, like whether or not the uh, poster is legitimate or not, uh, I do think we should get more Pong Krell stuff because I think you can then take a character who is this caricature of... You know, like uh, every single Star Wars fan can agree on one thing and it's that Pong Krell is expletive, expletive, expletive. And I think it'd be interesting to like take it all the way back and show Pongrell as this bright eyed, idealistic uh, padawan. Who's you know just super into the idea of the Jedi, and you can even take it a step further. You know, I know, I know, I I I, I, I stir up controversy from time to time talking about how I have a not a hundred percent positive opinion of Yoda as a character. <laughs> Eli is seething already. Defends um,
0: defends Mace, but criticizes Yoda.
2: absolutely man. no, ninety nine percent of the criticism that is uh, laid at Mace's feet belongs on, at Yoda's, but. I think, you know, with Yoda, with, you know, retroactively with the High Republic, you get you get a dynamic of a character who got to live through the Golden Age, who got to be part of the establishment during the Golden Age Mm -hmm. and therefore does not feel or understand the ways that he is resting on his laurels as a leader. And that kind of helps lead to the institutional rot that, you know, allows the order to fall into uh, the traps laid for it by the emperor and i think you can go the opposite direction with ponkrell where you can show him becoming disillusioned because the jedi order is not what it used to be during the high republic Mm -hmm. and i think it's another way that you could uh give him some amount of uh camaraderie with dooku yeah in that like i was i was around for the golden age and let me tell you You know, I do not see many Stellan's Geos and Keeve's Trennis around these days.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and there's something that Star Wars does a lot, which is the prequelization of stories and and characters like what was the breaking point? What was the thing? And if they wanted to get really cute with it and really nod to the story we all know him for, like, we know that the Grand Army of the Republic is not the only clone project that's ever been. The Camino yeah. Cloners had a reputation way before that. They've been these mysterious cloners for years. Like maybe Pong Krell has battled evil clones before. You don't. I don't want to play into the whole thing of like I had a bad experience with a group, therefore they're bad. But he's a bad character. No,
2: but yeah, as I was gonna say, yeah, but he is. He yeah. You could you could show him get you know unfortunately radicalized, and a mm-hmm. lot of the other and a lot of like the tragic characters in Star Wars. Yeah have some type of like textbook, like real world radicalization. You look at Vader, you have this, this, mm-hmm. you know, in many ways disenfranchised, you know, young white guy who has some ill repute bad guy. I almost said a lot of horrible words. That I don't know to say on this show. <laughs> um, Whispering in his ear yeah. and like warping his brain. And you, like, you know, there's somebody like a Cyril Karn, you know, you, we've seen that kind of radicalization. Or even before.
0: someone like Din Djarin, who's a hero.
2: Yeah, doesn't
0: fall is still battling and working through a prejudice that he has against droids because of a tragedy. Yeah, takes him three seasons to sort of kind of get over it a little. Yeah,
2: and even then, like when he's looking at a battle droid, it all comes flooding back. Yeah. So I, I totally, I mean, again, I, I I think it would require, you know, a careful hand Mm -hmm. while telling that story, one that we've seen anybody working on the High Republic project has to be like, oh, yeah, Pong Krell saw, you know, a bunch of clones either go bad or were programmed to be bad. And now he doesn't trust him, period. And that's part of his uh, radicalization towards uh, wanting to work with Dooku.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think in short, we are down for it. I think his, he's a very interesting character. He's a dark side force user that doesn't get a lot of it tension in terms of the conversation of dark side force users because yeah. he falls and then is defeated like it's a very short sort of lifespan but for one day of in-universe time he was a dark jedi which is not something that we have a lot of in canon it's something we've talked about with like Balin's skull and that character coming up in in the ahsoka series there aren't a lot of they are not sith but they are lightsaber wielding Darksiders, Kylo Ren, yeah. Snoke, and Ponkrell are really the only ones. Um, yeah,
2: Ventress, isn't I mean, she not a dark yeah. Jedi, but you know, yeah,
0: you know, for detection.
2: a time. And Snoke even has an asterisk next to his name because we don't know,
0: yeah, we don't know
2: point. if that is an autonomous dark side force user or mm-hmm. if he might as well be a Sith. And Kylo even gets weird now where it's like, yeah, was he like a servant of the Sith who didn't have a Darth title or mm-hmm. you know, like it. It's all very confusing. But Dark Jedi are cool. Take it from me. I'm a fully unbiased source on that.
0: Yeah, totally. I'm biased. Reporting empirical evidence. Nothing to do with your persona online. Um, <laughs> i just going to no-sell that. And try not to get into the <laughs> trivia loser Jedi barbs. Uh, <laughs> uh, try to decide a which moment
2: commission. for me in months where I don't see Alden, uh, even in private, going fully into kayfabe.
0: It's just... I'm trying Constantly. to get, a, trying I to get professional I for this show. But we are we are very hard on you. We are oh. very hard on you. This has nothing to do with the stars QA, but like, God, the the stars community, the, the friend groups that we have are so many of them are beautiful, but we are mean to each other in a loving way. And Jared takes more crap every day than most people. We wake up like, how are we gonna be mean to Jared? It's it's pretty great. I didn't I didn't grow up having siblings close to my age I only had my sisters, eight years older than me
2: yeah
0: so I never got to have like sibling beef god I'd take it all out on you I know
2: you do I know you do the late brother
0: yeah Scotty too because exactly yeah exactly
2: and I I, dish it back I dish it back
0: you do and you have a younger brother of your own so you're used to this um okay let's go over to Savi and Linz uh, from the Stardust Records podcast Uh, which is a great show. You should check them out. They were on for our Andor coverage, and I've been on over on their show. They're wonderful. And uh, Savi and I go back to high school, actually, which is always a funny small world thing. If you could shadow a Star Wars character, who would you like to shadow? Which is interesting because it's like, it sounds really easy. Like, I'll just pick my favorite character, but it's like, mm, there's a lot of violence. (laughs) There's a (laughs) lot of risk.
2: The moment you said that, I mean, ah. shadow is in like what i like to like knowingly like there are they aware of my presence right is this like an
0: internship or am i am i invisible just seeing what's happening
2: or am i like temporally like watching them in the moment um if i get to like be in the room with them and they know it uh we brought them up earlier i want to shadow under uh porter angle oh okay all right i I
0: thought you were gonna say Kalduku and i was about to pause for Boo sound effect because I, I was I, like, I was like, Jared's gonna pick Dugu. I said that earlier today to myself, to trying to be he's up there,
2: he's absolutely up there. He might be second. Jared's to, gonna uh, be
0: a, a Separatist uh, Council member by the Friday of that week.
2: Listen, if it weren't for the fact that the Separatist <laughs> Alliance was a sock puppet army of the Dark Lord of the Sith
0: with some of the most
2: and ridiculous it was not made up team
0: members
2: of almost exclusively corporations on their council i do not think you can make a salient argument that the separatists are not the good guys of the clone war
0: the separatists are the separatist council made some good points Jared. no th- stops.
2: this is what we're talking about everybody that no that's not it's not the
0: question go on uh, Porter say- angle
2: I'm just saying, Uh, yeah, no, Porter Angle. I he's. I think he's a fascinating character. I love a character who, again, I say this not having read The Blade in its entirety yet. Mm-hmm. Like seeing a character who kind of has this like brooding swashbuckler edge to him, who starts there and like by the time we meet him in phase one of the High Republic is Santa Claus. I just want to know who you are and his like legendary acumen as uh, one of the greatest duelists to ever do it. Uh, in the jedi order you know i I want I want to learn that too if I'm shadowing a character and they're not aware it's duku I want to know how the turn happened i want I want to see every moment no
0: so why don't you say it with your chest he has to know you're there Dooku I mean, duku would shame you for not saying anything he doesn't Dooku, like... I, think Do-
2: I think i think I think I could I think I could woo duku i that's think that's so could, funny i think I think I could get duku on my page.
0: Those are both great answers. I mean, especially with Porter, like just the stuff you'd see, you would see just like ungodly feats of Jediism, which you'll get a lot of in the blade. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, you or anyone listening, but it's like Porter Angle is is of is the kind of Jedi that when other Jedi meet him, they want to spar with him just because they have to know. Like they have to know if it's actually true and that he can he can put down an entire army laying siege to a kingdom by himself. And he really doesn't want to. That's the thing is that Porter yeah. is not, he's not written with vies and vows like you think a legendary knight would be. He's not Thor-esque. He's like a little swashbuckly, but he's a guy. Like it opens and he's like, oh yeah, I've been learning how to cook. Can we know that 200 yeah, something later, later on, he's yeah,
2: going a legendary hatch chili he's yeah he's like
0: killing. i'm learning how to cook it's like guys don't shoot at me i really don't want it to go this way and he will give so many chances and then he's like i right. and when the saber comes out he's just has that a, dog it just it just becomes john wicky like it's just so gnarly so yeah i, I love that there was a character like that and depending on when you catch him, you could run into some other great characters, which is a lot of fun. Uh, the Dooku of it all is interesting. Yeah. Especially cause it's like, when, when are you catching him? Right.
2: My thing with Dooku and something that like, and I i can't help, but do this. Cause Count Dooku is always been one of my favorite characters. His, his arc has always fascinated me. The episode, the Sith in tales of the Jedi, mm-hmm. you like in theory should have given us all answers. Yeah. It begs more questions. Mm-hmm. Like, has he like does he consider himself a sith what like like when he fights yaddle is that a jedi versus sith moment in his mind cuz i don't think it is i no. don't think he's i don't think he's committed to the dark side i think at most he's a dark jedi i think at uh i think more like more than likely he's an unaligned force user who has the emperor whispering in his ear and he takes the plunge and takes a darth title after killing yaddle i don't i and, and that's what i want to see i want i want i want to watch his uh radicalization yeah. i want to watch him i want to watch his turn because even when he kills yaddle like i don't think he's darth Tyrannus yet no and he hasn't lost himself the way we know he will in, during the war
0: yeah he's he's too mournful not just for qui-gon as a friend and effectively a son yeah but he he so clearly didn't want it to explode the way that it did yeah in general like he's already you know having sleepless nights about Sipho didn't want it to go that way with him and so it's like Yattle is like this is the third time that a very regrettable in his point of view avoidable loss um yeah. could have taken place he's still like maybe there's a way without having to do these murders He doesn't realize that Sidious is just like Sipho Diaz, check. Quicon Jin, check. Yeah. He doesn't, he has not yet realized that he's a hitman. Yeah. uh, And even
2: like at the beginning of the war, I think you can make an argument that he's not like fully Sith pilled yet.
0: Uh, Yeah. I think that, I mean, that's because he's still making
2: that offer to to Kenobi.
0: That's the magic of that scene. Every time you watch it, it's like how much of it is a play and how much is is it, does he believe? I it's like it's interesting because it's like it's definitely a play he's got Obi as a prisoner like there's an element of it that is a play but I believe that he believes when he says that Qui-Gon would have joined him and all that stuff because he's now sat on the memory of his son yeah for years and he, you know he wasn't there for Qui-Gon the man in a lot of ways he just remembers the boy but like he he, what he it's selective memory stuff because he does what he doesn't remember is the Qui-Gon that stayed his hand in that first Tales of the Jedi so it's it's very complicated I mean he's a he's a brilliant guy and between Tales and and Jedi Lost we've had some good stuff but there I would still love a a novel another novel for him or or some sort of some sort of comic or game or something because he's just he's just great he's excellent this is an interesting question again because it's like, what do you want to see versus what do you want to do? Like, one of my first gut answers was Lutheran Rail because I just, yeah, I just gotta know. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, <laughs> I need
2: to know what's going on there.
0: But at the same time, it's like, God, like Star Wars Batman in Coruscant, where every single thing is like the highest risk thing ever. Like, I could maybe want to become like, the dick grayson in that situation but i also don't necessarily want to get like jumped in like i don't like i would be afraid first of all i'd be afraid of clea because she's yeah she was ready to just be like nope people gotta die be. yeah like, be. and then like what if he's like hey we're going we're we're going to see saw i'd be like i don't want to go see saw i don't want to see that guy
2: can you like- <laughs> imagine being next to him for it's tubes
0: is my man? No, oh, it's the funniest moment in Andor. No, yeah, I cannot the, imagine arguably
2: that. the best. I think about tubes at least once a week and oh, I
0: just yeah. chuckle to myself. It's so funny. Tubes absolutely defecates, and then as I've said to you before, which I know you love, Sagarera is the only character in Star Wars that you can calm down at gunpoint by <laughs> <My> pointing here- <laughs> <laughs> He is more comfortable at gunpoint because I think that I think it just makes it feel like at least the cards are on the table that way. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. There's 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 no pretense that you might pull a blaster on me at this point. It's already out.
0: Exactly the way he prefers things. So both Luthen and Saw are in that category of like I gotta know, but I also know that the chances of survival are low. I I would love.
2: I don't I don't know what the workplace security is for a man who begins the answer to a question of my mind as a sunless place.
0: Yeah, like Jesus, like imagine like you're shadowing him during that. He's like, I'm going to go meet a contact. His name's Lonnie. And like you're watching and like the elevator ride back up on the other side of the bridge. You're like, okay. all right. This is good stuff, boss. This is great.
2: Yeah, you don't sleep that night. You just sit at the edge of your bed, just staring at your hands.
0: A hundred percent. Um, I think. I as a person. Gra- I think. I think a great answer is Padme. Uh, just. Oh yeah. Just like the the most inspirational person, probably Padme or Leia. Um, follow either of them. Just during a work day, the amount that they get done would make you feel like you're not doing anything. <laughs>
1: like, yeah
0: um i would also leia specifically too in the year between last jedi and rise of skywalker when mm. she has to be like i never even finished this jedi thing and now i have to be a jedi master like i gotta i gotta train somebody i did i just i See, took the advanced course
2: i always i always interpreted it as like leia kind of like in legends like leia got the like she got her bachelor's in being a jedi yeah not her masters very accelerated
0: um, very like yeah we made like, it up as we went
2: like you're a skywalker so like just by virtue of you know space magic genetics yeah like you pack a punch even mm-hmm. when you don't have to try yeah. so we're gonna make sure that you can hone this and you know your way around a laser sword and after that um it's pretty much up to you so like I, that that never struck me as like, oh man, I never finished this, so that that's that, that's interesting. I just I'm mean in the way that's of never like come up, that's ever come up between us
0: yeah, and I, and to be clear, I don't mean like in a I gotta figure out how more so yeah. in a
2: yeah, dust this I, off and I I've gone go, yeah. like
0: decades after choosing to not do it, and yeah. now it's like, now I have to be both now I have to be general. And Royal and General
2: Royal, basically head of state for a Republic that doesn't exist anymore. And also a Jedi master
0: and also a Jedi master. Like after telling my brother, it's not for me, I'm going to go my own path. Now I have to be like, oops, (laughs) Luke's dead. (laughs) got to get back to it. Um, So that, that's interesting to me. And, you know, I think about, I think about some of my favorite characters, you know, rebels will come up in this. Sabine will come up with a later question, so I'll table Sabine. Um, but people sort of like throughout that journey. Uh, I think it would be I'd be remiss if I didn't say Hondo. Like I think that I love Is Han Solo he
2: up to at any moment. I
0: love Lando. I love so many of these guys. But there's also a chance that you end up in Carbonite or getting shot at or something. And like there's a chance of that with Hondo too. But I just believe we'll get out of it like hondo has oh yeah hondo has stupid luck he has jack sparrow energy
2: he has like he is the i i know i normally say this about coleman trevor as like a pejorative (laughs) uh but hondo onaka is the actual force's favorite idiot
0: 100 percent, yeah and as much as like he will always succeed and i every day that we live on this earth we are another day closer to live action hondo I don't know when it's gonna be, but it's coming. Like the it's coming.
2: Well, showing showing my girlfriend Clone Wars, uh, we're about like I'd say like two sixths of the way through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's gotten to see Hondo a couple times now. Two sixths is and- one
0: third, by the way. I know. For those playing see- at home.
2: Yeah, I know. I realized it as I said it. <laughs> anyway, uh, fractions, um. After her d- d- getting to see Hondo, Hondo, yeah. like, I was, it, like, like she had a moment of like, now I get
0: it. And he's also way less likable on that show. So by the time she gets yeah. the rebels, she's gonna love him.
2: Oh yeah, like crotchety, kind of crazy, kooky Hondo. Yeah. Um. Well, like she she's seen enough Hondo for me to show her one of my favorite Star Wars memes when I saw it again recently. Yeah. Where it was the like alternate Star Wars timeline where uh luke obi uh and the droids come into shalman's cantina and han solo (laughs) isn't there but he just from the back of the bar hears some guy go kenobi and it's hondo
0: oh it's like walk right out
2: (laughs) he just turns to luke and goes she's your sister and she's gonna die um
0: (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah yeah oh god it's funny um and you guys have on nerd academy for knights of the nerd republic your star wars show hondo starts your theme music yeah
2: yeah honda i got to meet uh jim cummings at steel city comic con yeah and uh i got a i got a hondo autograph and i i got him to do a little uh you know intro for the show my goal is to meet more star wars voice actors like my 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 the my grail one is probably even though he's actually the first star wars person i ever met Mm -hmm. uh but i was i was was a wee laddie when it happened as uh, I want to get Sam Witwer
1: mm.
2: to do one as well, I just don't know if I want it to be M- the Emperor Maul or Galen. Like yeah. I have to make this choice between three incredible performances from him, yeah. uh, and figure it out. But I really want him to do one as well. I've been I've been meeting to get another Star Wars voice actor to that'd do be some
0: fun. Type of fun intro. And for people that are listening to this, you'll hear. Yeah. Han, at the beginning of our episodes it's a uh, aj locasio played han solo in forces of destiny and in lego star wars skywalker saga he's both young and old han he's also marty mcfly in some things like the the video game and uh, he's in the uh, gremlins animated series that's on right now as gizmo so shout out to aj great friend good dude um and uh, he did that just out of the kindness of his heart so always appreciative of that um so yeah that all we'll wrap up with hondo we got porter duku uh padme leia hondo as all some great choices oh, and and luthan and saw as some not great choices um of people to to shadow although with luther we might get to try on uh, a wig or something so that that might uh, be you,
2: uh, I mean if i would like to accompany you to luther's shop just so i could put on the sith stalker armor oh yeah
0: oh that's I so true that for,
2: i want to take that for a spin
0: That's so true <laughs> Now, this question comes from uh, Brennan Marr, a uh, friend of both of ours, uh, trivia yes. competitor, trivia champ uh, in the in the former FCL. Um, from his show, uh, Page Hunters, They Were Not. It says, now this is obviously a, a a teed up question, a cheeky question, but it says, what is the best Disney-era Star Wars film and why is it The Last Jedi? Um, in parentheses, it says Rogue One is a good choice too. So first and foremost, would you agree? That i that it is last to jedi? agree
2: that it is the best that uh the last Jedi is the best star wars mm, disney era movie yes
1: um
2: it is, it is absolutely my favorite i think it is I, the reason i love the last jedi is i've always considered it like a loving indictment mm-hmm. of star wars like it it, it very much pus- presses pause on this huge development in the story, Han's dead, the First Order's here, the Empire's rising again, everyone's scattered to the galaxy, all holy hell is breaking loose. Then you ha- you kind of press pause and it goes, okay, what does it mean to be a hero? What does it mean to seek adventure? What, do- what happens when the people you deify fail you? What is our relationship to our past, present, and future? It asks all of these questions and despite uh some in my opinion you know media illiterate criticisms of the movie uh you know kind of circles back to answering those questions very optimistically showing like you know yes our heroes fail but they but there are heroes because they get back up that uh you know there. what does it mean to be a hero it means fighting for something bigger than yourself and knowing when, knowing when to make a sacrifice play and knowing when it you have to, uh, you know, live to fight another day. It's knowing why you're fighting, not to destroy, but to protect and understanding that, you know, without your past, you cannot be in the present and that you cannot run from it nor destroy it. You need to accept it to move on from it. And it's also just shot beautifully incredibly acted the last jedi is just something else
0: i i'm in 100 percent agreement this would also be my answer for the best disney era star wars film i love your phrasing of loving indictment it's sort of the first two acts are star wars what about it and then it's like no, you yeah. what about that and then the third act is affirming like it's yeah. the first two acts are why star wars and then the third act is yes star wars yeah. um where a lot of times people i think even when they love it, think it's like it's this deconstruction and it reinvents. It's like no, it is very firmly like raw, raw Star Wars, but it has to it has to get there on its own terms. Yeah, where... like that
2: de- that deconstruction happens yes. so that by the end of the movie, Ryan and Johnson can be like, so yeah, this is what it looks like on the inside.
0: Yeah, and you and you were so right we're to love it. Put this
2: Lego back together. Yes, it's like rousing third act.
0: Exactly, like the third act is your hero that we showed in a dark place elevating the next generation with a magic image of himself that he has conjured yeah it's the the version that he sends to create is the one that you thought you'd see Mm -hmm. he sends that illusion there and that great luke speaks the words the rebellions are born the jedi i will not be the last jedi the war is just beginning he throws the sea around kid, new new heroes are able to escape, new villain is defeated for the day. And then it wraps with a little boy using the force and holding the broom like a lightsaber. That the movie is saying, think about all this stuff. And then at the end, if you loved it and if you felt like you were Luke, or if you feel like you are right now, you're right. Like, yeah. Force awakens is very much elemental. We've been away from this thing now for a decade why do we like this? What is it? Like, Where 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 is it new? Like with Finn. Where is it old? Like with Poe and sort of the Resistance and how are we going to kick it off? And like, it was, it was a Herculean task. But once yeah. that is done, I just have to undercut Force Awakens as just set up. I'm not saying that at all. There's a lot of beautifully profound stuff happening in TFA. Oh, but 100%. TLJ had to, by sheer virtue of what that one set up, then be like, Okay, but why? Like th- yeah, because again, we know this, and I'm sure OctoRadio Radio listeners and the TNAP listeners know this as well, um, just because of you know, you wouldn't be consuming our content if you didn't really, really think about this stuff all day. Why did Ryan have Luke broken down on an island? Well, because that's where he was left. like that's not yeah. a that's not a his choice. TFA tells us, you know that he he ran and he went in, into hiding, looking for the first temple. okay, but why? what way? Would he have done that that is consistent with the impatient young man of Empire, particularly the Dagobah stuff and and of the man that brushed against darkness and Jedi. Je- Last Jedi is a film that to invoke Anthony Bresnikan, um, he described it as the first Star Wars film that is also about growing old. All Star Wars is about growing up. Last Jedi is about growing old. And Luke having brushed with the dark side again even for a fleeting moment shows that that is a credible threat and that this film wanted to deal with the fact that it is a credible threat. And it has these moments that challenge, you know, where we are in this binary. Is it a binary? I mean, it has one of my favorite scenes in all of star Wars, if not my favorite scene, which is Ray's race first lesson, the uh, conversation about, you know, to say that if the Jedi die, the light dies is vanity.
2: I almost stood up in the theater.
0: Yeah, I, it was incredible. I,
2: I almost stood up and started like screaming and clapping. Yeah. I, I, I almost did a soups for that one line of dialogue. <laughs> Let's I, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like pick up my icy, throw it across the room, flip the popcorn bucket, you know, punch somebody in the face out of sheer excitement. Like, yeah. just like that. Is like as a fan that had been my interpretation for so long. I think that's another reason why I love the Last Jedi. It was very validating for how I always interpreted Star Wars mm-hmm. and like my like my issues as a fan with the Jedi as an institution. You see Luke, and I thought it was brilliant to go. Okay, who were the people who taught Luke? Yoda and Kenobi. They were the consummate Jedi company guys, and despite Luke's being able to save Vader. And redeem him. I don't think Luke fully understood that that wasn't just a one-time deal, and his and again
1: mm-hmm.
2: grew in to a similar, if not identical, complacency that Yoda and Obi Wan did as prequel era Jedi. Yeah, and helped accidentally like set the table for a Kylo Ren to exist. Mm-hmm. And and of course, that does not take away the the decisions that Anakin and Ben of made. Course. You know, of course, know, like they, yeah. they are also products of institutional rot. Absolutely. And I love that Luke, by the end of that movie, is able to recognize the Jedi are a net positive for good that need to fundamentally change things about this institution mm-hmm. because they've run their course. And hey, our institutions are crumbling from the inside out and are creating worse outcomes than they are better ones uh is prescient in a word but also just for me as a fan was super validated
0: yep it requires us to sort of look at the whole of the saga and i in the film is aware of that tfa whether you agree with it or not was accused of of like let's distance ourselves from the prequels and go original and i think that's it's fair to a point but this one was like no we're gonna have luke skywalker name check him by his darth name yeah and say that he was that uh, Jedi master was responsible for the creation of Darth Vader somewhere that the Alec Guinness force goes, Hey, like why are you saying that I, about me?
2: If you want to hear my biggest <laughs> nitpick criticism of the rise of Skywalker, it is the fact that they spend that movie calling him Palpatine.
0: Yeah. I feel like at that point, I agree with that. It's it's not something that I thought about until this second, but because it is Sith eternal and not just empire, yeah. It is a different context like
2: I I vehemently like we don't need to litigate the rise of Skywalker at this yeah. point in time.
0: And like uh, we can, we can character by character it too. Like for Poe yeah. makes perfect sense. He calls him po, Palpatine.
2: You call him yeah. Palpatine for Leia, like Leia can use Palpatine insidious interchangeably. interchangeably,
0: but like Ray and Luke, right? Yeah.
2: That is Darth Sidious. Yeah. That is not Emperor Palpatine. This is not a head of state. This is, yeah. The, yeah. this is the evil leader of like a horrifying religious group. Yeah. That is, 100%. That yeah. That is like, Palpatine is not his name, and you two know better.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point, and and I like that. I mean, it was I, it was surreal to hear Mark Hamill say that in character. Um, it, it was just, it really yes. was thoughtful about the way that it brought these ideas to the attention and affirmed them, while still being so classically Star Wars. And I think because of internet discourse being stupid and reductive, it's remembered now as like it subverted your expectations, and it's like okay, like every movie that's ever surprised you subverted your expectations like what we're talking about is why does it approach things the way that it does like these that what ryan has talked about these triangles these three triangles in the film of Ray, kylo luke holdo Leia, poe and uh, finn rose dj each of them saying a different thing about what's happening and each of them having to get to a place it also not a slight on force awakens it's Documented fact that Poe was supposed to die. He wasn't supposed to be much of a character yeah. in that film. Um, this movie has to then make him a full character, and yeah. it does a great job with making Poe different from Leia and Han, where he easily could have been. Let's just mash Leia and Han together. He's, yes. he's, a, he's he's a government guy, but he's also kind of a scoundrel. Like this gave him his own his own ethos, and um, it's also just full of like out, out of the really really heady conversations and the thematic ones. Like it's just full of Star Wars stuff I like. I like stuff like the force projection. I like stuff like the mirror cave. I like stuff like the caretakers. I like a weird ass character like DJ who's like, why does he have that weird stutter? I don't know. Like it's because he does.
2: Well, it's funny you say that because for me, like when it comes to those like hyper specific Star Wars things, it doesn't have any of the ones I like. It Mm. doesn't have some like weird hyper industrial setting for some instance. That's true. think like think like you know the duel of the fates location or like
0: cloud city it does or, also not have a lightsaber duel
2: it also does not have an actual lightsaber duel and like i've said like if i were to if i were to have my druthers and like tweak the last jedi like a maybe it's a part of my like hyper specific star wars fan lizard brain mm-hmm. that is absolutely a part of the problem in this fandom the one of the first <laughs> things i would do is like extend that flashback so that you see ben and luke actually have it out
0: yeah i could see something like that for sure
2: Just especially post Rise of Skywalker, because people are, you know, again, we don't have to litigate like who wins in a fight type conversations right now. I just like it is important to me that people understand that Kylo Ren is actually an incredible swordsman Mm -hmm. and has only ever has lost two fights, both of them by insane circumstances. And one of them, I don't even count as a loss.
0: Which one is that Starkiller base?
2: Uh, No, Beer. Because okay, as far as yeah. I'm concerned, the fight was over. Yeah, uh, the fight the was over. That, I mean,
0: like she stabbed him, but he was also like very distracted at the moment. He had like, her dead to rights. It's yeah. the
2: same way that like uh Darth Maul beat Obi-Wan on the boo. Right. Like he right. outfensed him. Yeah, he, he outfenses you, him, but then he like, disarmed him, he you had you dead to rights.
0: It's like a little <laughs> epilogue. Yeah, and then in Force Lakers, won he because was, force stuff. He was and bleeding that out. is yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then that's like, okay, you lost, but like she also spent the whole fight running away from
0: you. she was running, you got shot with a bowcaster. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot going on there. But I think Kylo's handled beautifully in Last Jedi. I think yes. I think all the characters are. I think Rose is a brilliant character. I think Holdo is a brilliant character. I think that one of the worst complaints that you hear is like it should have been should have been Akbar that flew that ship. Aside. No, you like him because you're a Star Wars fan the movies never make him a character there
2: is a very <laughs> funny level of like you know and you know you and i had our you know two-parter last summer Yeah. um where we talked about you know like the the fandom menace and like how 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 a, how a group like that is born yeah. out of like a weird culture of like toxic nostalgia mm-hmm. um and just like white-centered patriarchy like
0: you said like the nostalgia for a time that was not ever existing that was not there yeah. yeah
2: yeah and like that that weird toxic nostalgia i think is best exemplified in you would rather the fish man with no discernible character traits get a hero moment than this new woman character we introduced who is like like, pivotal to the movie who's who's actually pivotal to the movie like Mm -hmm. y'all should be happy akbar was in this joint period (laughs)
0: that's so true (laughs) it's so true that's a tweet y'all should be happy akbar was in this joint it's so true a ryan johnson joint yeah like it's so it's so funny we go all all day about last year i think that I think the stuff just like mythically in Last Jedi, no matter what like angle you want to go about it, is just brilliant. I love, um, in the art of books, you get like some of the transcriptions from the story meetings, and you have you know Dave Filoni, who did not directly work on this movie, but you know is part of the brain trust, he talking about how Lucas Frodo, like Frodo got stabbed at the beginning of the journey, mm-hmm. the journey happens, then like a year goes by. And Frodo's sitting in the house and he's like, I can't be here anymore. Like, I just feel I'm yeah. not for this world anymore. And that's why Luke goes out with peace and purpose, which I think is great. He doesn't go out getting killed because that was Han's role. Han died for the next generation. Luke yeah. moves on on his own terms and facilitates a, an inspirational quality. And Ray, the way that Ray steps up in this film, I think is so beautiful. It's, it's, probably, it's the last thing I'll say about it because I want to move on to other questions. But what I love about her is that And it's something that I think that people misunderstand like her and Finn get very grossly misunderstood in terms of their arcs. You get a lot of like TLJ Finn just has the same arc he did in TFA It's patentedly false because there's a difference between committing to your friends and committing to a cause. But with Ray, there's a lot of like, well, she, she took the saber and she accepted it at the end of TFA in the forest. It's like, no, she used it, but she also ends that movie. Like, here you go. I found you. It's yours. Yeah. He rejects her. Then in the rain, she tries to give it to him again. Then she tries to give it to Ben. Oh, no, Ben's our hope. Throws it to him. He kills the guard. Like, cool, let's get out of here. Let's you could still call the ships off. Thrice she tries to not be the main character. Do you think people
2: don't understand
0: the Movies? That the lightsaber's
2: <laughs> and that? Uh do you think people don't understand that the lightsaber is a metaphor? Like sincerely, for like, just, oh, like for being the main character?
0: Like for being the torch?
2: Yeah. Like, uh, literally like, do, do you think people like truly just interpret it as like oh yeah that's the uh, uh, yeah. anakin built that lightsaber for the clone like after his was destroyed at the beginning of the clone war and then obi-wan took it after he kicked his teeth in on mustafar i really don't um, think
0: people think about it sometimes as more than just a, a sword a family sword like it's like yes it's excalibur yes it's the family sword but like yeah on that on that metaphorical level the meta text, it it is yeah. being the lead.
2: The day I realized people just don't understand how to talk about things, and like the specific hyperfixation with the Skywalker saber, uh, which I just prefer to call it that because it's the family sword. But mm. when it was being sold and branded as Ray's lightsaber, yeah, and people were like, "No, she doesn't deserve," and that was like such an amazing prelude. To mm-hmm. her taking the name Skywalker, mm-hmm. um but
0: yeah, yeah, and I, I thought all of that was handled brilliantly, and the way that she finally does realize like I am the lead, it is me, yeah, comes from not just the tug of war with Ben, but when she gets there and it's it's lifting rocks, it's exactly what you said it was the thing that Luke made fun of you for, yeah. which was the cute little thing comes back because it's your you put it in those silly terms but like yeah sometimes it is but because of you because of your path um and i love that i also think it's the best acted star wars movie like just on like a technical the caliber of performance i think it's the best I agree. mark's ever been it's the best carrie's ever been adam is incredible and so is daisy and all three of them but this is i think the best um there are a couple of people that maybe are better than other ones like i think that I think John's maybe better in Force Awakens or Rise. I'm not sure. Um, I'd
2: say Oscar definitely has more to work with in Tross.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, We love this movie. I like all the Disney era movies, but yes, Brennan, you were correct in in that this is my favorite. Okay, so for this question here, this builds, I think, well out of that. So I'll put it here. This is from listener Bretsky 3 Thanks so much for sending in your question. This says, for the Q&A episode, I'd love to get your retort to the common take that new Luke stories we end up getting, whatever Luke stories we end up getting, that none of it matters because the whole thing ends up getting burned down and he ends up sad and depressed on an island. So I guess the question is, how can we enjoy Luke content set between episodes six and seven and knowing that it all ends up pretty bad for him? and my simple snarky response to those people is would you look a world war 1 veteran in the eye and tell them that it didn't matter because there was a second one like and i mean and i mean that like damn that's damn. that's how i feel about the uh the the sequel in general like ah oh, the new republic some republic it was it falls at 30 years doesn't matter it's like it was peace. <laughs> I have
2: I have had the reverse of that, what you just said. Like the day the 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 day I I think i told you the story that Biden was like confirmed. Like they called it, they were yeah. like, Joseph Robinette Biden has won the 2020 election. Yes. And people are like dancing on telephone poles. Yeah. And I kept seeing all of those posts on the internet where it's like everyone looks like the Ewoks at Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And I quote tweeted a couple. I was like, "I hope you remember that there's another trilogy." Yep. "I hope you remember that like we're going to fight the same exact people a second time."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's somehow going to be more bloody that time. Yeah. Uh, And I've come to accept the fact that January 6th was just the real life battle of Jakku. Tweet that as well. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I, think that, first of all, anybody who asked that question, you know, I'd like to assume that it's asked in good faith. Like, uh, you know, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, the, the way that people would just say, oh, because we know the ending the story doesn't matter. I, I, w- I would say to the person who's asking that question, why did you bother watching the prequels? Right. Like... Like, cause like is the type of person, in my experience, uh, who is going to very in bad faith, out of hand, say, Oh, I'm not gonna bother watching a Luke story mm-hmm. uh because I know it ends in disaster, is probably the same person who like constantly talks about how Revenge of the Sith is like the greatest film of all time. Yeah. And like that whole movie is about the fact that we know Anakin has to become Vader eventually.
0: Yeah, it's, it's that it whole a lot of table movie, setting at the end. It's,
2: and... That was exactly what it was, it's, that movie is all setting the table for the OT, mm-hmm. as is the rest of the trilogy, but that movie especially. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand, like, like, what's the point? I don't know. Stories, getting to understand how, how, how we got here better. Um, I also think there's, like, you know, just you don't have to justify the existence of art, but like, I also think it would be cool to get to see Luke you know depicted when he's not either older in the 80s i don't like i i i think it's really funny that the the legends continuity so heavily focused on luke and his new jedi order for the lions share of you know it's it's inception because obviously that's all there was so and all like like the natural impulse is to just continue the story and not go backwards but there's a reason why almost all of those books and comics at first are about Luke becoming a Jedi master. Yes. Um, and in Canon, because of the structure and timing of when things were released, we know so very, very little Mm -hmm. about that time for Luke. So like, I want to see it expanded. It's one of my favorite things about seeing Luke show up in, uh, the, the, the Mando verse for lack of a better term. Um, because we get to see that finally and it's it's great yeah. for mark to get to play that version of luke i want to see luke's full story i want i want to see him become a jedi master
0: yeah on that point of like the full story like first like i think that's the base level for me is like part of my approach to the star wars material is is like it's an evolving history it's a thing that you get to find out yeah. about um it's a thing that you get to you get to experience the full lives of these people and the emotionality Works across the timeline where you add a ripple here and it changes the way you look at everything. Like, yeah, you think about uh Han in New Hope and the way he is with Leia, knowing that he had already had a first love of his life that had burned him and everything. It changes things, it changes the context of everything. The Kenobi yeah. show changes the context of everything in the original trilogy, and I think that the Luke stuff that's coming out now. In comics and books and Shadow of the Sith and Mando and Book of Boba Fett, all of it um, has increased my appreciation for Luke in Last Jedi and Skywalker and the two seconds of TFA. It's like <laughs> he when he says, because I was Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master, a legend, you that legend has to be built. He has to have the deeds under his belt to make him yes. feel that impervious, yes. to make him feel like he could do that. He has to have the people that the training did not work out, like Leia his first apprentice, like Grogu his first student, um these people that for whatever reason both went their own way of Leia choosing her own path and Grogu going back to his dad, you, you know, we're getting the fuller picture of maybe why he was so hard and like helicopter parenting with Ben because he'd already had two prime students that didn't work out. There's a lot of things that like fully flesh out that narrative. And so again, I think it's like to these people, you know, to, to answer the question, what is my retort to that? My retort is that we're on story journeys for the themes and for the emotions, not because we know where it ends, because most people know the biggest Star Wars twist at this point. You know, most people know. Yeah how they end most people know that good's going to prevail it's very rare that it doesn't it's like it, it that to me doesn't it doesn't bother me because i've seen now the star wars history of like okay this new republic had a few decades of peace and then it was challenged again by this regime the first order and then what happened here like if you look at it it's sort of like an in-world history i think it, it bothers you less and these things are not uh, it's not just the like W's and L's when you're telling mythological stories or stories of heroism or, or stories that are parables for what we're supposed to be doing. Like that would be like discounting every great Batman story because the villains get out. Yeah, yeah, they get out of Arkham every time. Like it doesn't mean that the lives saved in that story don't yeah. matter in that world. It took a long time to build the Republic. It fell because of a three-year war. And then there was a 19-year Imperial reign, uh, unchallenged, and then a few years of Galactic Civil War. And then we got 30-something th- years of New Republic. Like, this is, this is you know, there's a, there's a large story here of, like, 70, 80 years of turmoil that we are witnessing in the Skywalker saga. It's shaky for a reason, both ways. You know, the, the, the Imperial rule was not that long, and then the good guy rule was not that long, and we're fighting for something until the children ray finn and poe and rose and and janna and all of them finally solidify it and finally push it back and it's something that i really like about rise is that people showed up at the end yeah. not a military um it was just everybody that could pick up a a blaster and, and fly a ship showed up and uh the tross novelization by ray carson actually brings that up of I think it's Finn and Poe saying like, you know, what if it happens again? And I think, I think it's Poe that says like, I don't think it will because it was because everyone came because the the galaxy finally stood up. So that's, that's the thing with that is it's, you know, Return of the Jedi is a beautiful ending for that story, for that part of the story. But it also is Palpatine's defeated by Vader finally doing one good thing. It doesn't have the definitive nature of, a hero refusing to back down in the way that Ray does. It requires Luke to brush against the darkness, then refute it, then Anakin to come back. Then they yeet him down a hole, but that's like ending violence with violence, you know? So it's like, there are things about that, that changeover from Endor to Jakku that are questionable. And, And what I like is that they're showing in things like Mandalorian season three, where it was mm-hmm. like oh is the new republic really screwing up on a on a, a fundamental level with their day-to-day like yeah they don't want to keep prisoners so they're trying to do this prisoner program and this amnesty stuff but like also it's kind of weird and it's kind of blade runnery and there's all this stuff like it it wasn't like endor jakku and then utopia like yeah so it, it's it's hard fought and I think that, you know, to to sort of wrap this question up, I think it's just reductive to say that these stories don't matter because he'll lose later. A lot of characters will lose later. I guarantee you, Ray has lost in between Rise of Skywalker and the upcoming Ray movie. 15 years. She's had great victories and probably gotten her ass kicked a bunch of times. Like, it has happened. She's probably lost, you know, people along the way. I hope she doesn't have an apprentice that goes dark on her because that would be just a little bit like, come on now. Um, Someone please be a good mentor. Uh, Someone
2: please be a good mentor. And you know, it's, it's tapped at this point. We don't need to repeat
0: it. A quota, a quota full, but she'll have had losses and she's going to face a challenge in this new movie where we see her now uh, in her thirties, you know, the character in her thirties, we're going to see her as a master have to face some stuff. And that's, that's valid. And I just think that, you know, for Luke, it's like when I see him save everyone in Mando season two finale and rescue Grogu because Grogu asked him to like, that's valid to me. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. that his school falls later. Yeah. Because he he changed he changed lives during the course of all of it. Clo- the, the lives saved in the Clone Wars still matter because like the people in the Clone Wars didn't know it was a proxy fraud so yeah
2: yeah 100 i agree so, with you on everything
0: yeah so that's that's what we'll wrap that one it's reductive and i would say that those people need to be better about enjoying stories let's see here uh this comes from kelly at kyber Naka, one of my favorite people a great listener of the show and a great supportive friend for this it was aimed directly at me In terms of Sabine, I told Jared answer for his favorite character. So it says, do you remember a specific episode or moment in Rebels that established Sabine Ren as your favorite Star Wars character? Or was it her overall arc throughout the series that resonated with you? Yes, it was the overall arc. And Trials of the Darksaber is huge, but that's like later. I think that was like sort of what solidified her as like an all time. But like she became my favorite very early. And in terms of the overall run, I think it's probably the happy birthday Ezra Bridger scene is when I just realized, like, gosh, she's just such a good person. And But I was already endeared to her from the build-up to Rebels in the, in the early marketing when we were finding out who the cast was going to be. I just thought the idea of an artist warrior was so interesting and somebody that in the time of the Imperial rule that could lead with creativity, I thought that that was so valuable um, and special. So, yeah, I've, I've always loved Sabine, but it's probably that scene where she gives Ezra the the hollow of the, the family photo and tells him happy birthday. I think that was like the moment where I was like, wow, she's just a really, really special character. Um, so if I have to pick the moment, that's probably the moment. And now, Jared, to give an edgy answer.
2: So I knew from the first not the teaser, like the Chewy, we're home. Uh, I knew from like the first trailer. Uh I was going to have a moment with Kylo Ren when we get the I will finish what you started stuff to the charred Vader helmet. And I was like, "Okay, I am preemptively obsessed with you." And I'm there opening night of The Force Awakens and he has his big grand entry into that scene and spencer and i in the Versa series we do for the patreon talk all the time about how nuanced and impressive and how much uh of a display of power it was where kylo barely even looking stops that blaster bolt mid-air with the force at practically point-blank range and then keeps it there for like three minutes without even looking at it or with a physical gesture. And that was the moment I went, Oh, so like, he's really cool. So yeah, I, like I initially was like super glued to him. Cause I'm like, well, what is his obsession with Vader? And in the, in the lead up to the force awakens, you know, I had made a couple bets with friends that he was going to be Han and Leia's kid. And I just, I just really became enamored with the concept of like, This almost this this scary, dark uh, mirror reflection of uh, Luke's obsession with his father uh, kind of being reinterpolated with Kylo Ren wanting to be the next Vader. And whenever The Last Jedi kind of doubled downed on that, and it's like, yes, this is actually a huge motivating force for him uh, to the point where Snoke is throwing it in his face. I just really became enamored with uh, Kylo Ren's relationship to legacy. I think that's it. Like I tell people all the time, like uh, my favorite people like, who's your favorite Star Wars character. I say my favorite Star Wars character is Kylo Ren because my favorite Star Wars character is Darth Vader.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes a lot of sense.
2: And like I I just love him. I, I, lo- I love like the fallen Jedi story arc, you know, obviously that in and of itself just enamored me with him and yeah. everything he represented, all of the things that like, you know, were never outright said out loud that ended up becoming true. Like the crack Kyber crystal. That's why he has this, uh, you know, crazy ugly looking lightsaber. How did it get yeah. cracked? All these, things. like he, is, he was just such a fascinating character and his, his his complicated relationship with his family's legacy, I think, was what like truly locked me down. Yeah. And in every single one of the sequel movies, there is a moment from him that like I can point to him and go, and that's why he's my favorite character, mm-hmm. uh, at the very least for this trilogy and as a whole, probably of all time. Like yeah. I like I, you know, and again, it's perfect that, you know, you and I are talking about this because we both have like very prominent tattoos of our favorite characters. Because the tattoo I have of Kylo Ren has the like band of text that says, I will finish what you started and wrapped in the text is both the Kylo Ren lightsaber and the Skywalker save mm. uh, because it is all about legacy and how that, in my opinion, the most beautiful thing about his character manifests in the way that Kylo Ren does not fulfill Darth Vader's destiny. Ben Solo follows in the footsteps of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And I love
0: Star Wars. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I I think a lot of that resonates with so many of us he's my favorite character in the sequels absolutely and one of my favorites overall and i think a lot of the commonality between our two favorites is that struggle with legacy and it's why trials of the dark saber with sabine is so powerful is like yeah. the the youth trying to do everything right but not knowing how to put the pieces together in terms of what they've been given in terms of what they've been taught and in terms of trying to create themselves but also find themselves and and they're defined by outside sources but they they want to. They want to embrace it, but they're afraid of it being chosen for them. I think it's really powerful and I'm excited to see anytime that we get another peek at Kylo, like Charles Soule's Rise of Kylo Ren or when he pops up as younger Ben and Shadow of the Sith. Um, And then, of course, we're going to get a huge uh, Sabine return soon in the Ahsoka series. So we're going to be eating good in terms of that. Very excited. Um, But yeah, I think that both of them, in terms of Disney era characters, uh, two of the greatest and... um, yeah, easily very excited. easily very excited to see what happens uh in the future with them and i think there's a lot more to do with kylo ren i mean even just in terms of raiding kylo ren because the rise of kylo ren doesn't end with him costumed up with a helmet and all that no. like, there's still storytelling no. with there and because he was kylo that's ren for six my, years you know so
2: that's one of my that's one of the things i kind of like seven years i i i get a little miffed about is that I wish there was it was longer than a year between Jedi and Skywalker. Yeah. I really wish it was a little bit longer to like, for, for Kylo Ren to be completely like in that kind of dark side downward spiral.
0: But I, at the same time, I also yeah. think that he's so fragile by the end of Last Jedi that a short reign is almost poetically makes sense. Yeah, that, so that, I see, that's, see true, both too. Arguments. that's yeah. true
2: too. That's true too. And again, that's also part of me who like I am of two minds with Kylo. Absolutely. Like I am, I like I am of the mind of like, oh, like I love Ben Solo's journey Mm -hmm. to redemption, to you know, fulfilling and reaffirming what Anakin did. But also like part of my like Kylo Ren Stan lizard brain is like, long live the supreme leader of the first order. And like, you know, I, I want his reign to have been a little longer
0: yeah i get you i mean i would love to see some more of it too yeah um just in terms of like what he was up to and all that um and thankfully it's still a lot of gaps to fill um i'd love to see more luke and and ben jedi adventures
2: oh Um, absolutely
0: would love some of that because i love how much of a fanboy he is for him when he's like 11 or 12 oh yeah and when they it's fight like the knights, popping
2: off to the Knights of Ren. Yeah, yeah. Hey! that's Luke Skywalker. You
0: shut your mouth, Bonk. It's great. Yeah, we can go on and on about Kylo and Sabine all day. I mean, I've I've gone on Sabine ad nauseum, um, just in terms of like what she represents, like why you mentioned our tattoos. Like the, the tattoo that I have of her helmet on my arm is specifically the helmet from the epilogue. Which when yeah. I got it was it. Um, and now it'll be the one that she wears in live action, which is sort of, you know, touching to me because I got it because I love her and I love, I think that aesthetically that's my favorite of her designs. But I also think that the idea that a show could have that triumphant of an ending, but still be about the promise of what was next, that it was still her saying, Ezra's out there, we got to find them. Like she will put the family together, which I think is something that I, appreciate a lot more as i've gotten older that might be another moment like if it was happy birthday Ezra bridger then trials that that ending is the third one that's of like her arc is so perfect and beautiful and complete in that going from being the teenage girl because she is a teenage girl when i meet her she's 16 in season one and she had been in the imperial academy as a kid and everything and had created this weapon like she had destroyed families literally not Intentionally, yeah. but she was an accessory to it and then found her own and now will be the one that guards it and puts it back together is so important and uh, it's something that I, I like as I get older, like with Finn, um, being sort of the connector and Rise of Skywalker, or when you mm-hmm. watch Um Ahsoka and the Clone Wars, whenever I've watched the Clone Wars, I appreciate more and more how Ahsoka is sort of the beating heart of her entire social circle like yeah because you know there are jedi that have nothing to do with our favorites that are out there with their own crews um but like the annie obi padme plo Koon, like our mains in that show it's always yeah. little soka that is there to be the light in what they do and i think that there's always that character uh in each of the groups and so I really love that um again we're gonna move on because we could be here all day we got two more questions here we have uh, a question here from our friend Eli, like I mentioned, uh, from uh, In the Galaxy and Epic Conversations. The the biggest Ochi stand in the entire galaxy. I'll leave this pretty broad so you and your guest uh, can go however you want with this. What character, planet, group theme, idea, whatever it is that we haven't seen in Star Wars for a while, would you like to see brought back in a new piece of Star Wars media?
2: Are you ready for an incredibly Jared answer? Oh, boy. I... Bring back the
0: synthetic lightsaber crystals from Legends. Oh
2: no, no. I don't like that that's what you thought was an incredibly (laughs) Jared answer. I'm insulted.
0: Sorry, Legends Um, fans. I'm mean uh, sometimes.
2: Some of the best episodes of the Bad Batch have had to do with the Imperial transition. Like, Mm. like, 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 like directly, like we are in the weeds with that uh that transpiring. And One of the reasons I find the Imperial transition so fascinating is I want to know more about the cover-up for what actually happened. Mm. And while we do get those glimpses, we're getting more of those glimpses of the transition, I just, and this is why it's so me, is it's very conspiracy-brained. I want so badly a piece of Star Wars media to take us all the way through the empire approved timeline. Right. I want I want the way that the Empire I, I like like I want I want the way the Empire like care like in propaganda characterizes Sheev Palpatine's rise to power. Yeah uh how how when and why the Clone Wars started and how when and why they ended.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because the fact that there may be some document of 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 yoda and mace and kayati mundi going we might have to take over the senate for like 15 minutes yeah because he's not gonna leave like but and 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 extrapolating that out and like you know that whole idea of like Palpatine was saved by Vader, uh who shows up at the last minute. Like, like I want, I I want to see like their white papers on how, what they're going to tell people. Yeah, they did. Like when and, kids,
0: like Mothma's daughter, go to yeah. school, are What's they the propaganda? like
2: propaganda? What is the this, cover up?
0: On this day, the Jedi went to attack our great emperor and. Do they paint it as a and a black clad armored fully formed Vader showed up because no one was there like yeah. it, or 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 do they double down and be like we want to make Vader more mysterious and it's like okay well you know he was saved by true supporters or or do they say like the Jedi disfigured Vader too that's why Vader wears armor or do they there's a lo- yeah. so many different angles and what is the I, one thing I love in turn and and this idea is like. Something I've always thought is hilarious is that and I think it's a it's a unintentional, intentional or unintentional. It ends up being a great comment on how easily swayed the public can be sometimes, um, as we've seen in real life, too. He builds a lot of his uh, transition sympathy on the fact that he is disfigured. But then the second all he has power, he looks
2: like Ian McDermott again. Yeah, all the, 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 all the second posters. he's got
0: the power, he's like, "I'm going to be handsome again, and you can't stop me." Like it would
2: be like <laughs> if on a campaign poster published tomorrow, yeah. Joe Biden looked like he did in that picture everybody talks about, where he looks super hot.
0: Exactly, like like a it's just thousand like, years ago. I'm I'm this guy again. But didn't you say you were I'm this guy again? Don't question it. Like
2: yeah, didn't you quite literally say? I'm scarred uh, and this deformed. This attack has left me <laughs> scarred. This attempt on my life has left me scarred and deformed. He wouldn't even would show stronger. his face. He wouldn't my, even show his face. My Resilience <laughs> has never been stronger. And factor into that stuff like Bad Batch. How many times did the Emperor go before the Senate full? Yeah. Scarring. Uh huh. And then still be like, and you're going to accept what I'm going to tell you. Yep. Like then that's what I want. Like I want. I want I want it to be like two prong. Like I almost want yeah. it to be like two companion books. Yeah. Maybe where it's like here is the approved imperial propaganda. Yeah. And then the other one be here is down to the minute, Palpatine's conspiracy.
0: And there's like so many angles too that you could take. Like there could be a whole chapter on Tarkin where it's like shifting the narrative. Cause it's like we know yeah. what Tarkin really is. But in the propaganda, it could be like, and Tarkin was in the Clone Wars, and he always knew something was up. Yeah, and he stayed loyal, and he's Tarkin, a hero. And...
2: Yeah, Tarkin. Yeah, Tarkin gets a lionized as this guy who was like ringing the bell before anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh know? yeah. And like you know, some of our our greatest uh, our greatest guys like you, Lauren. Like he he yeah. made a choice at the end and chose to stay loyal and chose all of you and cho- yeah that that's that's fantastic. I like yeah. a lot of that. I think that'd be a great, I would love that book. Cause you know, how sometimes the books come out written from the perspective of a character Yeah, that should come out from Luthen's perspective. Like, like he has broken it. He's like stolen it. Like whatever the, the official thing is.
2: I would love for Luthen rail to make it to the end of the galactic civil war and for him to be the guy who publishes the truth. Mm-hmm to be like he was a sith lord he was trained by this guy he was he was trained by like you know grand financier Higo damask who was also a sith lord named Plagueis, mm-hmm. and they set this plan in motion they caused the naboo crisis which is really interesting because
0: like, we don't know in canon if that even happens we know delmico sure as hell did not know yeah uh, and they were inferno squad like they were Yeah, they were really well respected and they didn't even know they didn't have a hint of a clue that this guy had dark magic or anything.
2: My headcanon and like rule for gauging who knows Palpatine's nature Mm -hmm. is if you're somebody who knows or has figured out Darth Vader's identity, you probably know that Palpatine is some form of force user.
0: Yeah, if you're somebody that can call a one on one meeting with him. Yeah, generally. So yeah, very down with the whole idea of the of the imperial like truth of some imperial whistleblower. I don't want to say I don't want to say the deep throat of the Star Wars galaxy because people. Are so children. you were afraid to
2: say deep throat? People I have are been children. I best to not say uh, false flag. Uh, oh yeah,
0: that, false flag. False flag. I feel like is is more okay because there was a false flag was said in something very family friendly the other day. It was Star Trek. There was in, in the season premiere of Strange New Worlds, there is a literal false flag operation that happens and someone calls it that. And it well, was so weird know. hearing it in an appropriate context.
2: Yeah, it was so <laughs> weird hearing it, not me as a voice message doing an impression <laughs> of a certain conspiracy theorist. Yes. Uh, Emperor Palpatine. Uh, no, well, I, and that was the reason I was like, you know, anybody, any, any of your lovely listeners who are not familiar with me, Uh, I I have a little bit of an obsession with conspiracy culture. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist myself, but I find the culture uh, and its material fascinating. Go back and
0: listen to uh, the Phantom Menace two-parter that we did. Phantom Menace how we got here last year. We sort of break down toxic online culture because there's a good element of that. Um, My answer to this is much simpler. I didn't come with something super interesting like you did. Mine is very basic (laughs) when I thought about this. I've talked about it before. And people are going to be like, that's weird. But when you think about it, I'm right. There aren't enough field battles in Star Wars.
2: I agree with you completely.
0: Geonosis, the Petronaki arena, is one of the only ones where two sides of melee or ranged Let's combatants Geonosis run, and the, and, the, and, the battle, run and, and
2: the Naboo crisis, that's it.
0: That's it. Yeah, the Naboo crisis. Yeah, And even then, that's a little bit of like a storm the palace, don't get caught type thing. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you're talking about the Gungan side. Yeah, the Gungan yeah. side, perfect example. Yes, exactly. Um, yes. Where is that? That's why in the Rise of Skywalker trailer when they're riding the orbacks on the back of the Star Destroyer, I lost my mind. It's still one of my favorite scenes in the entire saga because heroes on horseback just running, running at stuff. Oh man, I'm
2: doing all my impressions right at the runnin
0: end. Running at stuff. It's like that seems so easy that's why i love the battle of the republic pharaoh and valo because it was just nile blowing stuff up showing up with their axes and their blasters and everything and guys like stellan and elzar just being like gotta mop them up like it's just two sides running at each other like i want the end of two towers or return of the king but in star wars like, I would love yeah. it if Ray and whatever Jedi she had, if it's them on on a on a field of grass or snow or something, and a hundred yards that way is whoever we're fighting, and we just fight. I love ship battles. I love pew-pew in a hallway. I love um, the kind of running and gunning that we saw, like, in uh, Aldani arc on Andor, yeah. where it's like, you get, like, those are valid battles, but I'm talking about, we're not indoors or we're partially indoors like in an arena and it's very melee focused and we're just going at it and there's a shot at the end of the acolyte trailer not to rub it in because they showed the trailer at celebration where i'm gonna say 12 to 15 jedi all ignite at the same time in a wide shot and uh it's different colors there's purple and yellow in there it's just like the whole trailer and then it's like like it's just like it's so good so i'm thinking it's coming back but that's a very simple thing where it's like i love fantasy i'm way more into fantasy than i'm into sci-fi and star wars to me is always more fantasy it's more opera i want the swords and sandals bunch of red blades over here bunch of multicolors over here go
2: i like swords not sandals but yes (laughs) um i don't that's another like weird pet peeve i have i hate when i see sandals in fiction
0: i you know like, what swords and sandals means though right
2: yeah you are yes, talking about course.
0: like rome jared these are yeah, it's, I not, know. it's not guys on venice and south beach like that's very different than a regular sandal jared
2: i know i just don't like them no i i hear i have, i do agree with you I think that, you know, as much, it's it's just like the Force Unleashed. I'm trying to reclaim like the SWOTOR trailers. Uh, from, like, <laughs> weirdos who just don't know anything about what they're talking about. But that trailer where Malgus flies a, a troop transport through the front door of the Jedi temple, and it's just like a bunch of Jedi and a bunch of Sith who are all like, all right, let's dance uh, and just charge at each other. Oh, I love it. I love it.
0: It just tickles me to no end. That we've got the ability now to tell these stories in High Republic or in Acolyte, which is still Higher Republic, or with New Jedi on the way. I think that part of my complaint that listeners might be like, well, Alden, that couldn't have happened in any of the eras that we have now. Yes, I know. that's There's always a couple of Jedi, you know, at any given point uh, in most of the saga. And I mean, Geonosis hey, was the say. one taste. Um, yeah. So, yeah, excited to see it coming coming around that way so that would be my answer to that is field battles multi-man sort of just like like just imagine like there are three guys in the duel of fates imagine if there were like nine or 12 guys like (laughs) just guys being dudes (laughs) swinging swords like this is this is as base as i will get with my star wars love this is as close to lightsaber go burr pew pew badass uh star wars as i get is like because Geonosis is burning in my brain. It's still probably like the shot of them running at the battle droids with Kit Fisto up front.
2: Oh, yeah. With his
0: with his head tendrils in the wind. Just He's... oh, it's just peak. It's peak. Kit Fisto was him.
2: He was. He was. Kit Fisto. This is another thing we've talked about a lot on the Versus series, uh, that we do for the Nerd Academy Podcast Patreon. Kit Fisto. Had it not been for the intervention of the Magna Guards and the fact that Kit Fisto would have rather had left Vasik than kept fighting, uh, would have killed General Grievous like at the very beginning of the war. I do not doubt for a second that he had Grievous dead to rights. And the only thing that changed that was that Kit wanted to escape more than fight and that he got jumped by the bodyguards.
0: That's because him, Fisto.
2: Him fista
0: had intent to rights.
2: Mace Windu had him in such high regards. I listen, this is where I start going full glup shit mode and I can start talking about all the lightsaber martial arts and oh stuff. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna start, to start hearing
0: that. about uh God, what's his name? The way. Sorabolk. I, I sound like I sound like Tom Van <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> Before we knew his had a name, His name's Tati. Tati. Uh, God, oh, God. It's, so, it's so funny.
2: He's friends with Cobb Vanth, but Cobb Vanth can't stop doing these like humanist micro <laughs> at him.
0: <laughs> weak way. Give me a drink. Right in um, front of a
2: stranger.
0: weak way. It's so Good funny. God, Cobb. It's so funny. Uh, He's so lucky
2: he looks like Timothy oliphant
0: True. Final question comes from Jordy Jedi Pete. pizza, uh, incredible Star Wars fan and an incredible wrestling fan. I met him uh, in a bar over in London. When we were over there, uh, we talked about wrestling for a while. Great dude. Um, he said, if you could choose one actor, one actress, and one director who have never worked or are currently working on Star Wars before to come into the fold and do it, who are you wanting and why? Okay. We will start with Jared for his Will Smith pitch, which I know he's going to do. And I'm i did not. Even, didn't I even thought about
2: me. doing it. I thought about doing it. But you know why I didn't want to pick Will Smith? Why? I don't think I would be able to handle, unsee him to uh, no i wouldn't be able to handle the the even the idea of will smith doing a star wars movie rap recap oh, i don't man. i don't i don't think i like i would i would peace and purpose out if i got like the star wars version of like wild wild west or black suits coming
1: mm, that'd be so
2: cool. although although for anybody who likes the song wild wild west cuz it's an amazing song DJ Danarchy on YouTube who does the uh, music from my favorite podcast Knowledge Fight. I'm not going to bore you with the exposition as to why he mixed uh Will Smith's vocals with the Mos Eisley Cantina band theme. However, uh there is a version of uh Wild Wild West on YouTube with like the... right. I know you don't want not a none of that. It's
0: I've heard a clip of it. Um, yeah it sounds it ridiculous on paper article, yeah. but it does work
2: it actually sounds fantastic but no for my actor i'm gonna go with somebody who has in my opinion like range that is just bananas and wild that i think you could feasibly slip into just about any star wars archetype
0: hmm. i'm
2: going with stanfield
0: oh yeah yeah that's fantastic He's so good. Sorry to bother you. Sensational movie. He's great in everything.
2: Yeah, I could see like put a little bit more edge on his character from Atlanta. That could be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. God look Lakeith's a great choice. He's got presence, but he can he he's can be endearing. He can be suspicious. He can be intense. He and, and now he's doing that haunted mansion movie. So it's like he's, he's, yeah. he's gonna, he could do family stuff too. Like, I think he's a really, really good choice. Do you want to do all three of yours? Or do you well, want we to, can
2: go back and forth we can go back.
0: back and forth I think that for my actor choice and there's so many and people know I make a habit of fan casting I've done fan cast for the whole entire public I'm almost done with phase two I honestly there's oh god there's so many people from like Game of Thrones and stuff that I think would fit right in I will choose Richard Dormer because he's on my mind um he played Beric Dondarrion in Game of Thrones uh, for those okay. who don't remember, Barrick is uh, the one-eyed uh, knight who can light a sword on fire, um, serves the Lord of the Light. He's in seasons... He's in one very, very briefly played by a different actor, but then he's in seasons, I believe, three to the end. That sounds right. Maybe he's not in five. I can't remember. But yeah, I love Beric. I think Richard Dormer is one of the best voices. Him and Ian Glen, who played Jorah, the two of them just talking, just like incredible. Um, he was in the first episode of Secret Invasion, uh as the as the conspiracy agent who was actually right. Uh Oh, that, that was Skrull him. Kills. You mean yeah. my
2: favorite character from the whole show.
0: <laughs> the guy who was like it's all it's the scrolls man it's the scrolls. Yeah, so I think that uh Richard Dormer might be my actor choice. I almost said Ismael Cruz Cordova who plays Arandir in Rings of Power and then I remember that he's in Star Wars. So I can he plays King yeah, he's, the ter- the Twilight yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, the
2: queen. purple guy, yeah.
0: Yeah um okay so actress
2: actress was really hard for me actress is really hard for me because i kept thinking of like actresses who kind of already had a counterpart in star wars that are just kind of in a different font so i am going to say just because i think archetype wise i think she could do it based on previous work I'm going to throw Haley Atwell into the conversation. Yo. Based on like, you know, Sharon Carter-esque type things. uh, She's in the next Mission Impossible, if I'm not mistaken. So like that type of like paramilitary lady in charge, I think is, you know, I I, I could see her like hitting it out of the park with either some type of like rebel general. But I think it would be more of a novel, interesting casting to like put her in like an Imperial First Order type role or whatever like villainous government uh, or outfit we may see in something uh circa the Acolyte or even with like the James Mangold Dawn of the Jedi stuff to put her in that position. But I think she has the charisma and presence that the type of like military leader a character she typically plays would need and like we've seen that taken to the nth degree with her brief like live action captain carter bits uh i would like to see that i would like i would now like to see the more sinister version of that and go in the opposite direction of like a permutation yeah. of captain america and have her be a little more red skull
0: i almost yeah i like that and i also like that she's so charming and has like that british humor and yeah. like that sort of like can disarm you with like a wink like i almost wonder like how that would play for like a star wars villain because star wars villains are always like they can be proper and clean up like tarkin but they're still savages like i would I would almost they're wonder all like
2: scumbags like, yeah like yeah
0: is there a star wars villain that's like all powerful like woman kingpin she's kind of charming like peggy carter is but also like yeah will kill you is having people yeah. killed in the bathroom
2: and when you said kingpin like with with like the woman kingpin thing that was part of what kept me from saying her because in my yeah. mind i went to that same place i went well we kind of have that with kira but then i'm like well Kira's yeah. more of an anti-hero here's yeah. more of an anti-hero operating within the, the the crime space to try to undermine the galactic empire mm-hmm. uh, that i that i went well what if you have somebody who just truly is who of, is that yeah uh but is like beautiful and charming and like i think you even like take this all the way and have her be some type of sith Mm -hmm. that you know again it would be like a very different flavor i think that she could pull off
0: i agree with that i love that choice in terms of actresses it's i've gone on and on about a few especially on like twitter and stuff like uh, julianne moore my favorite actress or who could be a great Jedi Master or somebody like Natalie Emanuel who was Missandei in Game of Thrones. But I'm going to pick somebody who's, again, front of mind. I saw the Little Mermaid remake, really enjoyed it. Uh, Halle Bailey is so talented. She's so... I I know people are cynical about the remakes. I challenge anyone to watch that movie and not be charmed by her. She's incredible she's so good and i think that you know given her just incredible um phenomenal singing ability that was put to work in that film i picture her as i love it when star wars mashes up things that we have right yeah so i mentioned earlier how poe is sort of like you take some elements of leia and some elements of han throw them together you got a new character like now now he can have his own journey i i like that we've had uh, people that are a little bit of a scoundrel, a little bit of a pirate that we put together, like Hondo, like mash these different archetypes together. Something we haven't seen a lot of is somebody who's an entertainer by day. I yeah. would love it if it was like a canto bite, like Holly Bailey's, like a canto bite, like a lounge singer singing all these songs, like kind of like the woman in solo that's in the gold dress that's in the what back. I was
2: even say what was the visions short? The spy dancer.
0: Yeah. Spy dancer. Like a spy dancer thing like uh the woman in solo who's i forget her name i i really should know it because i know the lulilo L- primoc is the the little dude in the jar <laughs> i only know lulilo primoc because joseph scrimshaw loves that character more than anything but if yeah if she's like a, a lounge singer in like the resistance era or maybe even after in like the ray skywalker era new jedi order i guess we're calling it and she could have like a blaster under her dress like she's She's collecting info. She's doing jobs. Yeah. Very spy dancer. Um, and then maybe it's like, she's got a ship. She goes from town to town singing, uh, but is also smuggling. Like yeah, young, you know, firecracker, but like singing songs while she's flying and stuff like really whimsical. It'd be really, really cool. I think she's just, she's dynamite in that. Um, and before we get to directors, I will say actor, actress is very traditional language. Actor in general also, including, of course, prominent non-binary performers. Emma Darcy should be Revan. If if they ever wanted to do that, the Revan, oh, like the Revan, is non-binary. I don't even want to call it discourse; just the 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 belief that I do happen to agree with. I think it is a very smart way to handle that. Yeah. Um, if you watch House of the Dragon and you're not blown away by that person <laughs> and what they're able to do. Holy uh, hell. Oh, and the dude, way that they that carry was... themselves in real life, like sort of like the grim dark aesthetic that they have, all this suave and cool, like
2: Grony, Spagliato.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. Eleven Christ, you know. <laughs> oh God. So yeah, that's that's my that's my uh Stop. last one in there before we do directors.
2: Well, I want to do uh, an honorable mention, real quick. Yes. Uh, and say I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna do a fan cast and one I just want to see. Sure. Uh, one I just want to see. Uh, my boy David boreanez Uh, should have yes. played Batman. Yes. Should have yes. played Batman. Uh, still could. James Gunn. <gasps> you have a chance to. You have a chance to right or wrong. Oh you have God. a chance to write a wrong. Dude, and this is
0: Bruce with Damien. So he would be. Oh,
2: oh,
0: oh, oh, oh.
2: Ah, it makes right. me happy that we both made each other make the same face. It's crazy. Because you got that out of me with Darcy as Revan. And I got that out of you. Boronas would be a great Jedi. Oh. He'd be a phenomenal Jedi. Man's Graded Swordplay. My fan cast, a Dark Horse fan cast, I had a tweet about this go like mini viral about it. Andrew Garfield is Kyle Katarn.
0: I like that. You've said, said that before. I feel like I, I you yeah. said it and I had to pause because I was like the memory of having heard that rushed back to me, but I couldn't remember who it was, but it was you. Yeah. It, yeah, I I think at the time I wasn't sure, but I like it. I, I don't know, maybe it's just the way I feel today. I think that yeah scruffy. Carl
2: Urban is the safe pick. Carl Urban is the like Giancarlo Esposito is Mr. Freeze. Like, yeah, this would be great uh but like it's kind of right there
0: yeah i think that i think the safe pick for kyle turns already in star wars uh and that's oliphant
2: i need i need i need like that like raven black s- hair
0: salt and pepper like because uh, he's yeah. got the reed richards going on on the side yeah he yeah uh, he
2: does have the reed yeah but
0: yeah it's it. i mean kyle do you think kyle's gonna come oh there's a whole conversation no i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it i'm not I gonna do it <laughs> I,
2: I i all i will say as an answer to that is i am a kyle katarnas and star wars outlaws truther and i will be until i am vehemently proven. okay that
0: guy right like he just if not if if someone on there doesn't he's at wearing
2: least, the outfit
0: if he doesn't at least if the game developers don't at least say he's inspired by kyle they're lying like it's lies by i'm, omission. I'm
2: fully i i am fully pilled on at some point it's gonna be like well, I told you my name's Jalen. That's one of many aliases. Hi, Kyle Katarn. Pleasure to meet you. And then people are going to, again, just start flipping tables, throwing yeah. things through windows yeah. out of sheer excitement. They'll do
0: Dark Knight Rises, where it'll be like, you should go by your middle name. Kyle. Katarn. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, okay, do you have a director in your mind?
2: Ryan Coogler.
0: Man, that's so good.
2: Ryan right Coogler, High Republic movie.
0: Ooh, so good. The right era, too. Because, like, you look at what he did not once but twice of having to define an entire place people anesthetic yeah, I, I,
2: I would say either high republic or old republic and the yeah. reason why i might even go old republic in lieu of high republic is the way that man can direct a fight i want to see him do a lightsaber duel
0: oh man a lightsaber duel that feels like shot like creed shot like creed or that feels like the uh Killmonger challenging T'Challa at the waterfall. Yes. Or Shuri Namor. Yeah. Oh, oh, so good. I love that choice. There's so many people that I would want to, but there's also a lot of people that I really love and respect that I think would be terrible for Star Wars. Like a circa Dark Knight when Dark Knight Inception, when it was like Nolan is God, you had some people that were like, you know, 2012 Lucasfilm buys Disney episode seven or Lucasfilm buys Disney the other way around. And then it's like, Uh, episode seven's coming you had some people that were like no i should do it i was like that is uh, i I
2: can hear george lucas is going like mickey mouse has a twin brother named barry now just out of nowhere barry mouse
0: barry mouse is a fascist and he must be redeemed (laughs) 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 that's a new bit that's a new bit george lucas buys other franchises and makes them like Star
2: Wars. He inserts a Darth Vader into each franchise.
0: Uh, uh, i sorry. Lucas, I talked
2: right over what you were saying. To George
0: Lucas presents fairly odd parents. Uh, Cosmo and Wanda um, are actually siblings even though they kissed sometimes. So they have to get divorced. Um, they have
2: a whole kid. You're getting into Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, they do have a
0: whole kid. That's right. Yeah, you I totally forgot about forgot that about, guy. This is,
2: this is Poof Erasure. Poof.
0: <laughs> See, poof. Poof to me is like really odd pair as legends i don't i don't i don't count that like I don't, your, your
2: your your layup uh darth vader insert is right there and it's jorgen von strangle
0: so true so jorgen does jorgen have a a child or a relative Not
2: to my knowledge
0: but now you can make one. Oh my god okay anyway uh <laughs> yeah nolan <laughs> nolan would be terrible for star wars um i say this without wanting to incite Internet war, please don't come for me. Zack Snyder would be terrible for Star Wars. Uh, it's why I'm glad that he took his pitch and just went and did his own. Uh, I will watch Rebel Moon, I, they, I think it looks they, cool. Give I'll Rebel watch a shot. it, I'll watch it. Um,
2: I just the thing that scared me the most with the whole like Zack Snyder like came within striking distance to a Star War is that like I soured on Snyder with like how he depicts Superman, yeah. and I don't think. I could psychically handle him taking that same approach to the Jedi or the force. Yeah, no, that that would shatter my psyche entirely.
0: I could not do it. I mean, he's too, he's too cynical, but he doesn't think he is. And that's dangerous. Like, that's how you miss the point. I don't need, I just, just, would he direct the hell out of an action scene? I'm sure he would. I I mean, you
2: could give, this is going to be such an NPC joke. You could give him an episode of Andor so someone can go, why did you say Marva?
0: I'm not even going to dignify it with a laugh <laughs> even though it was very funny
2: <laughs> i'm never going to be allowed back on this <laughs> podcast again.
0: i'm going to clip that out and have you shamed
2: <laughs> he, he's used the audio too of me just oh like...
0: god it's so bad uh yeah yeah um god this is hard kugler is such a great choice There's a lot of people in the MCU that I think would be great choices. I mean, like, there's, like, the easiest layup of all time, which is Gunn. Like, James Gunn is the easiest layup. Yeah,
2: he could do a Star Wars movie called uh, Ionized Bastards, a Star Wars story.
0: He absolutely would, too. Yeah. Um, I think he would love those characters. I'm going to say Ava DuVernay. Oh! who, Who I love. I've said before she should have one. For those that don't know, she's the director of Selma. Uh, should have been the director of New
2: Gods, but we got Sh- Joker instead.
0: Should have been director of New Gods. Well, actually, it was the uh, it was a Snyder cut that helped kill New Gods.
2: Oh, that's right.
0: Because of the dark I'm side, going to double down now. Yep, double down. Um, <laughs> she is a close personal friend of JJ Abrams and has made a contribution to Star Wars. A lot of people don't yeah. know. Uh, I love this.
2: I learned this story from you. I love that
0: yeah when she uh, she was shown an early cut of tfa it was her idea to have the shot of when kylo's like you need a teacher and it just quiets and focuses and ray closes her eyes and all that that was ava's stuff um and i think her wrinkle time uh a wrinkle in time adaptation is very underrated chris pine's great in that storm reed's great in it it's such a good throwback to like 80s fantasy like but with a very modern sci-fi aesthetic like
1: mm-hmm. kids
0: get wrapped up in a fantastical adventure she almost had Black Panther before uh she passed on it and went to kugler because like her and Marvel couldn't I guess agree on the direction of it but I think this should be perfect for something like Star Wars she gets the aspirational nature of fantasy but also is not afraid to indict everything that needs to be called into question through things like when they see us and 13th um also she's like friends with oprah winfrey like you don't want to see oprah winfrey in a star wars i would love that get oprah winfrey can act people forget my that.
2: mom's ass to a movie theater to see a star Wars.
0: my mom would go too. my mom would they, be there oprah winfrey as a jedi master book it
2: jedi, jedi jedi master harpo it's right there
0: you're so right i think that's a good group that's a good group good people is there anyone else that you had in your mind that you just want to throw out really quick before we wrap up <laughs>
2: uh i do like ian glenn that was one i was thinking about too uh did the guy who played tywin lannister ever end up in a star war
0: no charles dance no but plagueis. yes uh, oh, yeah
2: Himmers plagueis or um scar alfred
0: oh jeremy irons
2: jeremy irons thank yeah. you i like i was about to say it and i lost it jeremy yeah. irons is one of my other plagueis picks
0: he'd be great everyone from the cast of willow should be in there um For God's sakes. Michael Christian-
2: Fassbender is Exar Kun. That's another one of my favorites.
0: That's good. Christian Bale has openly flirted with Star Wars before and was in the running for Solo. We didn't know which part, but it's got to be Beckett. Um Or Dryden.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. ah, oh, that's I would... I, I don't know. I like a little Patrick Bateman Dryden Voss.
0: Yeah, but I also like Christian Bale. Dirty, scruffy, like like Beckett if he was kind of cockney
2: okay hear me out this is gonna be this is gonna be my last uh poodoo post for the episode mm. so Huey Lewis and the new scene Jesus Christ it's from Psycho yeah but he's talking about jizz music and he's talking about Figurin Dan Figurin and Dan
0: in the Model nose, the nose. Hey, when you said it I was like it's gonna be a Figured Dan joke or, or a Max, Max, Max Rebo band
2: or a Max Rebo band he's like yes. Joey Alza. oh
0: god <laughs> god if I could draw well, I know something I could draw rebecca at pencil scratchings can draw that's what we'll do i'll bother them that's really funny uh jared if if, if they make it
2: i will have it printed and hung in this home like it will be it will be on camera for every episode of anything i make ever again
0: maybe that'll be your birthday gift next year jared (laughs) we've been at this for over two hours now and we had like seven questions maybe so we definitely gave people their money's worth i'm gonna wrap it here this has been great i gotta do these more often uh with more of a panel of guests and rotate out the, the second mic but thank you for coming on man it was a lot of fun of
2: course there's
0: stuff now i want to talk about off air like why david borianas should be in brave and the bold um Boreanaz it, for brave I can and give bold
2: you, i can give you five seasons of television as to why he was born to play bruce Wayne.
0: a thousand percent true sulking in a freaking hotel let people know where they can find you and then I'll plug uh, the stuff we both do and then I will close this out.
2: Sweet. Yeah, you guys can find me On Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. And you can find the Nerd Academy podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And on YouTube, Uh, on our main show, the titular show, uh, we talk mostly about, you know, comic book, movie and TV news, uh, reviews, stuff like that. Star Wars stuff on our Star Wars show, Knights of the Nerd Republic, which is on the same YouTube channel and in the same podcast feed. Uh, We have a Patreon where we have two Patreon exclusive shows. Uh, one is uh, our Knights of the Nerd Republic Versus series. Uh, and we brought back our uh, comic book show, Heroic History 101, where Travis Grossman and I take a look back some uh, uh, some comic book stories and just kind of talk shop about them each month. Uh, so yeah, the Nerd Academy podcast uh, on the social medias and on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts.
0: Hell yeah. And then for the two of us, uh, like I said... Forever ago at the beginning of the episode, we are both uh, trivia competitors and personalities on Epic confrontations on the In a Galaxy podcast feed. We are both cast members, players in the actual play series Ionized Bastards, which is a Star Wars RPG series run by Michael McCoy on uh, All Remaining Systems YouTube channel. You can find that link as well. And then we both regularly appear on uh, other places like Bombad or just around, And we're always in each other's circle. We talk all the time. Uh, as for me personally, you can find me on Twitter, and Instagram, Hive, TikTok, even though I'm not really on the last two, at that Alden Diaz, T-H-A-T-A-L-D-E-N-D-I-A-Z. Casually talk with Kem Knapsock. We've got some plans to return very soon once this, you know, crazy time calms down. And that's where we talk about all of our fantasy stuff like Ice and Fire, Rings, Willow. All that stuff is over there casually talk uh, love working with ken um writing around the internet doing other things we will catch you next time here on octo radio with some interviews with delilah dawson uh kelly knox is coming back to the show so until then we will catch you next time may the force be with you
2: always punch it chewie